Yes, hello out there, everyone, and welcome back to None But the Brave, a part of Evergreen Podcasts. I am Hal Schwartz, and as always, I'm here with my great buddy, Flynn McLean. Flynn, we had a really exciting day last week. I know you're super excited about it. We got a chance to talk to little Stephen about his upcoming autobiography. Oh, yeah, it was such an honor, honor to talk to him. We were talking to him about his upcoming, uh, his upcoming book, Unrequited Infatuations, coming out September 28th. Uh, we want to thank our friend Rich Russo for for hooking us up there, and the book itself it's a it's it's a really fun read for sure. And Backstreets has copies where he is signing them as Miami Steve. He told us, and he also tweeted this out. This will be a one time only thing. When those books are gone, they're gone. He's going to sign them up till September twenty eighth. So go to Backstreets.com and get your book. The book is otherwise available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstores. Uh, it's going to be everywhere, and he's going to do quite a campaign. As you can tell, if he, if he spoke to us, he's going to talk to everyone. <laughs> That's true, but I'd like to think that you know we talked to him about stuff that CBS Good Morning isn't. No, that's, that's, I definitely the, think we the, hit on some stuff. Yeah, and he's seen, I don't want to put words into his mouth. It was very, very enjoyable for me and for Flynn. I don't mind saying that. I think judging by the fact that he spoke to us for over an hour and a half, he, he seemed to enjoy it as well. <laughs> it, it was it was great. So I think we'll have the first episode out on September 23rd. We're still working out. We're going to split it into two. The second episode will be out in early October. That first episode is going to cover a lot of his influences growing up joining the E Street Band and go through the lawsuit period where he has a very compelling tale to tell. Well, actually, the whole book is is full of compelling tales, so it's it's fun. And we talked to him about some good stuff, as you said, and we're looking forward to people hearing it. The book is really an enjoyable read. It's one of those rock and roll autobiographies where, look, he doesn't hold back, and that's who Steve is. And he, I don't think he held back with us either. He tells it like it is, or at least as he sees it, and <laughs> it's very entertaining and very informative. So we'll stop on that. You guys are going to have a chance to listen to these episodes soon enough, and, and we can't wait to share them with you. So with that, let's move on to Broadway. Flynn and I both had a chance to see the show over the summer. I just saw it last week on my birthday. It was a wonderful night, and, and I did have dinner with Flynn and Claudine before the show. What were your thoughts when you saw it? Well, the first thought I got to say is that it wasn't as good as as the first run. I agree. And I I can see where he was going with the with the first two changes, which was fire and uh, and an American skin. But I don't think they quite I don't think they it quite worked as well as as the original one. I guess fire was fun. It gave it gave Patty and Bruce a chance to have. A little bit of that, well, I guess, what he called the Anne Margaret Elvis, you know, chemistry that from some movie in the in the 60s or something. But it just still it still didn't quite reach the moment that even Brilliant Disguise gave. And then I, I think for American Skin, at least the, the the two times I saw him, he didn't. The intro was not as long or as as in depth as as the one he gave for the Ghost of Tom Joad on on version one. It seemed like he was very quick to to just get to the song. and But the song's performance in and of itself was actually really, really good, and I enjoyed it. I agree with your comments about both of those songs. Fire was tremendous fun. 
but it doesn't reach the levels of Brilliant Disguise. Brilliant Disguise is a very important song in his catalog, especially in terms of his internal mindset, I think. And Bruce and Patty have long made that sort of their song together. And then the American Skin, I, I just didn't think the acoustic arrangement was as effective as what he had had in that slot in the first incarnation of the show, which was Long Walk Home before he changed to Jode. Uh, the Long Walk Home, I, I thought, was spectacular at the time. And it would fit in the same way, I think, here, uh, much with what's going on in the country. So, But to take nothing away from it, I had a great night. And I was so happy to be in that theater. And I thought he was incredibly funny. The performances were sharp. I definitely agree, as we said, that I, I think the first run was better. But this was still a tremendous evening. And the finale... I'll see you in my dreams, as we, as we predicted, was note perfect. Yes. Uh, we talked about I'll, I'll See You in My Dreams as, as it closed the Letter to You album, and I compared it to what he was saying at the end of the Broadway show, version one, about being able to visit with his father and, and, and with Clarence and Danny. And he really he took that. He made it explicit now. And he, I'll see you in my dreams. And. He might as well have been saying that to the, to those people, and it worked incredibly well. And you know, it's hard to say was dropping the the biggest song of his career, or at least his signature song, in place of one he just released last year would be you know it, it works perfectly. <laughs> I can't believe you know I can't believe dropping Born to Run would 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 work perfectly anywhere, but it does here. I think it's about the narrative and and what we were saying about fire in particular i don't know if that adds anything to the narrative i'll see you in my dreams completed the narrative that he created for this broadway project even if he may not have known it four years ago when when the show started because the song didn't exist as far as we know but it is just the perfect exclamation point on the night and and really an emotional finale and uh i loved it and I, I think we'll see the show at some point down the road again, probably not for a while now, but it's something that it's it's easy for him to do, and and perhaps they'll take it to some other cities at some point. That would be good. I think a lot of people would definitely appreciate it, appreciate being able to see the show without having to travel to travel to New York or 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 or, or only be able to see it on television or, or listen to it on on audio. So. That would be great, even though, of course, before he does that, we want to see him with the history band. We're hoping there's a tour next year. And, uh, you know, that's 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 where we're at. We're wondering what, what he's going to do next. Uh, yeah. And this qualifies as a small spoiler. But since it'll be news, we did ask Steve about the tour. He did say one was planned that it'll probably run for two years. But they they don't know right now. They, they don't know what the circumstance is going to be with the virus and. We just got to keep our fingers crossed that it's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, sounds like, I mean, not sounds like, we are getting this uh, no, some kind of no nukes release, whether it's it's going to be a film and an audio release, as far as I know. And, you know, of course, our little, our favorite obsession, Tracks 2, is still very much a question mark. <laughs> well, and, and Aniello did send out that footage the other day. It appeared they were doing a string session with Bruce included, that would appear to be for some kind of material that we know we have this mysterious Western album that's hanging out there that he mentioned at that event a couple of months ago. So we'll have to see. I mean, as you say, we're getting no nukes. Perhaps we're going to get something else. 
Um, I, I wouldn't count on that. You mean in 2021 or before a tour would potentially start? In 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I think there's the possibility perhaps for something before a tour starts. Yes, I think that would be a missed opportunity if they don't do it you know, to start a new tour and at the same time release something. I, for us, it would be ideally it would be tracks too. But, um, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the feels up to us. Hi, I'm Hal Schwartz from Nump at the Brave, and I want to tell you about our exciting new sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid is a service for musicians that puts your music into online stores and streaming services like Spotify. You keep 100% of your royalties. The DistroKid app is packed with features. You can check your streaming stats from Apple and Spotify, upload lyrics and song credits. You can also get notified via push notifications when you've earned royalties. With Mixia, a powerful tool for those without access to professional mastering engineers, users can put the finishing touches on their track in minutes. There's a simple interface that is easy to use even if you're a novice creator. It's only $99 for a year with unlimited mastered tracks. DistroKid also has a new feature called Instant Share that allows you to easily share large files securely, send tracks to collaborators, booking agents, and anyone else you want to hear your work. Your music will stream at the highest quality so you can make a great impression. And the artwork files look great too. So check out DistroKid through None But The Brave's special link and receive 30% off your first year. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash MBTB. Once again, DistroKid.com slash VIP slash MBTB. Thank you. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's see what happens. And there was one final thing this week. We did get a release from the Archive series. It's the Tower Theater from May of 2005. That was a show you were at, I was not at. Uh, what did you think of the release? Fantastic sound, and I actually had forgotten about the that musical interlude between Iceman and, and Incident on 57th Street, and that that just that just makes the whole release here for me. Um, you know, it, you got a lot of the solid stuff or the usual stuff from the from the from early in the tour. You got Black Cowboys and Silver Palomino, which is eh, you know kind of kind kind of like a little minus there, but at the same time you do have real world which was what we needed from, from the Devils and Dust tour, as well as Maria's Bed and, and Leah, and certainly a strong performance of, of Reno at this show. Yeah, I, this is a show, it, it's interesting because I, I think it does qualify for some of the points we wanted to hit, which was the release of Real World, an early tour show from one of the theaters. It qualifies on all those fronts. Listening to it, I, it's a good listen, it sounds good. For me, not having been there, I don't really see myself listening to this one too much in the future, only because the shows that have been released from this tour, 
especially the two July shows. You know, am I going to pull out Grand Rapids if I want to listen to a Devils <laughs> and Dust show, or am I going to pull out this one? I'm going to pull out Grand Rapids. That's ju- that's just being honest. Right. Well, this one is, as I said, representative of of the first first month or so of the tour, and you know, before things got really wild, which as as you as you said in Grand Rapids and Columbus, I mean, if they would if they just released every every show from say July in, in July and August from this tour, I would be more than happy to, to welcome, to welcome those. And, but this one takes, is it more of a, of a snapshot, as I said, from the first month of the tour. And they should be giving us that snapshot. We want the archive series to be representative of the full tour. And here for devils and dust, we've now got an early theater show. We've got a European show. We've got the two July shows and we have closing nights. So you really do have a very good overview of the entire tour there. So in that case, it's mission accomplished. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think this one, this one does check the boxes, as you said, and being there, maybe I'm a little biased there Um, and hearing real world. In this arrangement, I know it's not the definitive version that we got at the Christic shows, but this version, uh, the 2005 version, very good. Yeah, it's excellent, especially coming at the wreck on the highway. I also hope at some point they'll get the Paradise real world combo out because Paradise was a spectacular choice on that tour. But let's see what happens. I assume there's not going to be a Devils and Dust release now for for a bit. (laughs) For about a year, yeah. We're uh, I was thinking about it, and we're due for uh, due for something from the river, due for something from Born to Run, and working on a dream. Uh, I, that, those are my predictions to fit to finish out finish out the year, not not including the the special holiday bonus. Let's see how accurate you are on that. We'll see. I'm pulling for Cleveland 2009 from that that November show. <laughs> Maybe you can make that happen. Fingers crossed. That's all I can do. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to wrap this up again, just to remind everyone, the season premiere, season three of None But the Brave will be out September 23rd. Our special guest will be little Steven Van Zant, a.k.a. Miami Steve. And we are really, really excited about it. We hope you enjoy it. And with that, I'll just wrap it up like I always do. None But the Brave is a presentation of Bull Market Entertainment and a part of Evergreen Podcasts. On the web, you can find us at nonebutthebravepodcast.com, Twitter, at MBTB Podcast. So for Hal Schwartz, I'm Flynn McLean saying thanks again for listening, and we'll see you further on up the road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>